Peoria's police chief says ShotSpotter is a tool like a squad car, with policies to govern its use. That's just one of the things you need to know to start your day for Tuesday, May 2nd. I'm Colin Shope, and this is WCBU's On Deck. Support for WCBU's On Deck comes from Palomar Wealth, providing financial planning and advice for Central Illinois. Introducing Navigating Your Financial Journey, a podcast exploring the concepts of financial wellness with the Palomar Wealth team. Now available on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. More information at palomarwealth.com. First on deck today, the second of two vacant former school buildings on Peoria's south side is now in the process of being torn down. WCBU's Joe Deacon reports. Full-scale demolition started yesterday at the 120-year-old Harrison School Building that has been closed since 2010. Community Development Director Joe Doolin says work on the $1.1 million project got underway following the demolition of the McKinley School. We've been out here for maybe a week or two doing the environmental abatement, uh, getting some tires removed out of the property, but today kind of kicks off the actual building coming down. They'll be out here for the next month or so. A building this size will take some time. Longtime Harrison principal Arthur May Perkins was on hand to see the walls being torn down. She says the school was always a building filled with love. The emotions that I have, you know, it's not tears that I'm hurt or anything, it's tears of joy. And I appreciate seeing it come down, and it's coming down before anybody got hurt in the building. Dick Green was Harrison's principal for five years in the 1980s, when it was Peoria's largest elementary school. He says he's eager to see the site turned into something that can benefit the neighborhood. This building's been sitting empty and been vandalized for years, so uh, good memories, but it's time to move on and do whatever the city's going to do with this area. Doolin says the city is still in talks with the Peoria Housing Authority about the best way to develop the area to meet the community's needs. For WCBU's On Deck... I'm Joe Deacon. Here are some other stories that we're following in the WCBU newsroom. A new bill would allow drivers to have items hanging from their rearview mirror. Illinois is one of just a few states that ban it because it can obstruct a driver's vision. But Illinois Secretary of State Alexi Janulius says the law often serves as a pretext for traffic stops. And cultural and arts organizations contributed more than $31 billion to the Illinois economy in 2021. You can find more of these stories and all the relevant details at WCBU.org. The Peoria City Council unanimously approved a three-year contract extension with gunfire detection service ShotSpotter last week at a cost of just over $300,000 a year. I spoke with Peoria Police Chief Eric Echeverria to learn more about the technology and what happens at the scene of a ShotSpotter alert. We don't always find evidence, but that's not necessarily due to ShotSpotter. Now, we do know that people collect their shell casings. They know the shot spotters there and they know we're coming. So we've had uh, situations where people collect the shell casings after they shoot. Uh, if you're shooting from inside a vehicle with a, you know, obviously with the window open, well, shell casings may fall inside the vehicle. If you're shooting from inside a building with the door open or a window open and the sound shot spotter happens to get the sound, well, those shell casings may not be outside. So there's there's many reasons that evidence isn't located at the time. The Peoria City Council voted unanimously to extend the contract with ShotSpotter. Um, What was your reaction to that decision and how important is ShotSpotter to Peoria Police Department's operations? 
I think ShotSpotter, you know, there's there's always these controversies, right? Um, when uh, new things come up, and this isn't new. It's new for me, to be quite honest with you, where the previous agency I was with, I didn't have ShotSpotter. So I, I have an ability to give you two views. ShotSpotter is a tool, and I, I'll compare it to a squad car, right? We give a squad car to officers. We tell them, you store your equipment in there, there's a computer in there, but they don't have free will in this squad car to do whatever they want. There's policies and procedures that govern how we use the squad car. Example, if you decide to take off running from us, you don't just have the free will to take the squad car and run you over, right? Or if there's a high-speed pursuit where there's policies that govern when we can use our squad car in a high-speed pursuit. ShotSpotter, similarly, is a tool for us and we have policies that govern how we use it for example when we respond to a shot spotter every single shot spotter that we re respond to and this year we've responded to 379 of them there's 379 written police reports for the shot spotters we write a report for every single one now there may be some agencies elsewhere that don't have that policy in Peoria, we have that policy. Every morning, whatever occurred from 6 a.m. yesterday to 6 a.m. today, there's a email that comes out to me and the rest of the command staff and the city council that talks about all the significant events that occurred. The list of shot spotter events that occurred that day are there. We share that information. There's no, we're not, we are, are we keep our council abreast of what's going on. But shot spotter, what it really does for our officers is takes us to the location where rounds were fired, right? What, what often happens is we're gonna find evidence, we're gonna find a victim, we're gonna know where to find witnesses, where to start canvassing, looking for cameras. Without that, you're kind of, you're out there without a navigation system because when some a, a round is fired off, depending on where you're at, depending on what type of buildings are around you, depending on how the wind is, depending on how close you are to the, the sound of it's going to travel differently. And so somebody calls it in and says, I heard it, I think behind us, might not really be behind them. It could be two or three blocks somewhere else. This pinpoints where we need to be. We don't show up with our guns drawn. We don't show up and, and if say you're standing where the shot spotter just happened. We don't show up and put you in cuffs and you're in custody. It's not probable cause. It just shows us where to go, how to get there more efficiently, effectively, quickly, and start canvassing an area to hopefully, uh, if we have to save a life, collect evidence and find witnesses. And, and that's what it does. It doesn't govern us. We govern the, the technology. That was Peoria Police Chief Eric Echeverria talking about ShotSpotter. He says that when there are issues with detection, the company is in touch to retune their equipment. Now, before we let you go, tonight is the regular meeting of the East Peoria City Council. The meeting starts at 6 p.m. in the council chambers on West Washington Street. And that's it for today. The show was produced by Holden Kellogg. You can subscribe to WCBU's On Deck podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or the NPR app. <laughs>